This message was recorded during a live service at Temple Baptist Church in Fargo, North Dakota. Thanks for joining us as we love God, share life, and serve Christ. Romans 12 has been our focus for several months, and I'm, I am absolutely sure, I have no doubt, that it was the focus the Lord wanted us to have as a church. Now, exactly how the Lord wanted to use that in our individual lives, I'm, I'm not always tuned into that. And that's okay. Um, I, uh, I need to tune into it for my life, uh, but I, I may not be tuned into how he wants to use it in your life, but you would need to tune into that. And so I'm glad you're here for continuing to let the, the, the chapter of Romans 12 sink into us. Uh, the verses that I, I want to focus on, I, I put some of them in the bulletin, kind of the the focus, focus verses. Um, but I, I want to read the verses that come before those. You can get in the bulletin, that's fine, and, and I will come to those that are in the on the worship page there. But the verses that lead up to that, Paul says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. He, he says, I want you to think about yourself accurately. I don't want you to overdo who you are. I don't want you to, to have rose-colored glasses about who you are, and I don't want you to underdo. I don't want you to under-evaluate. I don't want you to underestimate who you are. I want you to see how important it is that you walk by faith and how God wants to work in your life. You are important to the kingdom. Um, do you feel important to the kingdom? Most of us feel pretty common, don't we? I, I, I don't know. There may be... Maybe there's a hundred people in Fargo that know my name. I, I'm not sure there is. There might not be. <laughs> you, you might feel even less number than that. You know, uh, we, we think about our church and we're not anything fancy or elegant. People come by and they think this building is an apartment building. <laughs> do, do you feel insignificant? I didn't catch that. There's too much dis. Oh! Well, I'm glad it's good for you. I, I, I don't want to overdo that. I, well, anyway, Paul says, I want you to think about yourself accurately, soberly. I want you to see yourself like God sees you. It doesn't matter whether you have elevated or depreciated view. 
see yourself like God sees you, okay? He says, that's what I want. And then he goes on, he says, just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, think about your body for a minute. You got lots of parts that do lots of different things in your body. So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Re regardless of how, whether you elevate yourself if you look at yourself accurately, soberly, then you're going to see that you have a place in the body of Christ and that place is important. We who are many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. It's not individual, it's together. Then he says, and these are the verses that I put in the bulletin, we have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it's serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's leadership, let him govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. I'm, I'm going to stop there. The focus on the togetherness. We belong to each other in the body. And all are gifted in the body. And those gifts are to be used. And they're to be understood as we see ourselves walking by faith. pleasing to God because we are righteous by faith. Why am, I, why am I focusing on this? Well, in part because next Sunday is New Church Year business meeting. And I, I think these verses are important for us to think about as we approach next Sunday's meeting and, and the ongoing business of our church. Last Sunday I talked about we are facing some significant decisions. And we looked at the first two verses of this chapter. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice. Be transformed by the way you think and then you'll know what God's will is. And I left us with that challenge we need to, to do that so we can know what God's will is as a church. And this Sunday, I want us to think about what it means to work together, to have a body with differing gifts in 21st century Fargo, North Dakota, Moorhead, Minnesota, in this this body of, of believers. That's, that's what I want us to think about. As I, um, as I think about that meeting, we'll, we'll elect officers, teachers, we'll, we'll start the process of calling out deacons. What, what, why do we do that? You know, there's nothing in Romans 12 about officers, teachers, that kind of stuff. 
Well, one reason we do it is because the state of North Dakota says to do it. The state of North Dakota says, you're an organization, you're, you, you have certain requirements. You need a board of directors. You need to register with the state. There are things that you need to do so that you can handle your administrative responsibilities as, a, as an organization properly. That's one of the reasons we do it. So we'll, we'll do that. Um, but really, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, that one isn't really very important. It is to North Dakota, but after that, it, it isn't really all that important. So what, what else do we do? Well, because when we do this, we're going to ask people to serve. We're going to ask trustees to, to shoulder a primary responsibility for our grounds and our building and to say we, we, will, we will work together as a group to do the best we can with our resources to take proper care of this place that God has given us here. That, that's an important thing. I, I, I'm really glad for those who are willing to be trustees and who shoulder that responsibility. That, that's a big deal. Um, we, will, we will ask... In, in this case, we're going to ask Joel to continue to be our treasurer. Uh, you don't see the work that Joel does. You don't see him come and balance checkbooks and write checks and take care of responsibilities. I'm really glad he does, and he does it well. We're going to ask a, a group of people to have financial concerns and to shoulder the first steps in dealing with financial issues. Uh, just yesterday, got a letter from Fargo. Uh, we owe the city of Fargo $6,500 in special assessments for the new traffic or the new street lights that are on Broadway. Uh, you don't have to worry about that. Our finance committee will shoulder that responsibility uh, they'll work with it. It may require the church to do some deciding. That's true. Yeah. We need to use our money like the Lord wants us to. But we've asked people to serve us in that way. We, uh, we will call out uh, deacons. We have three deacons. We, one of our deacons will step down because that person has served three years and we give them a break after that. Most of the deacons I know go Whew, for the break. And in calling out deacons, we will ask them to care about the, the needs of people in our church, to, to go to links, to, 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 to reach out, to to ask hard questions about how we can really help others and make a difference and be there for the people and the needs of people in our church family. That, that's not something everybody knows about, but it's something that our deacons give their real true prayer and, and loving 
consideration to. We'll ask the social committee ladies to, to plan events and when we say, well, let's, let's have a dinner for our, our business meeting and we say, how should we do that? And they, those ladies figure that out. They, they're, they're concerned about the way things operate and, and how, how, it ha how we handle some of those social issues, needs, uh, things that go on in our church. I don't pay a lot of attention to it. We have people that do a wonderful job paying attention to it. So when we get together next Sunday and we vote on people to do that, we're asking them to serve our church in these ways. And, and that is important. That is important. Sure, the state of North Dakota is interested. We file a report every January with the names of our board of directors and all that. Sure, we get that. But really, the important stuff goes on inside our church as people are willing to step up and serve in these ways, week in, week out, in our church's life. But how about the, the spiritual side of things? How about teachers and deacons and men's, women, men's ministry and women's ministry and youth and small groups and missions and worship and outreach and all those things? Those are important things. And we call out people to say yes, we will, we will give ourselves to these things that go on in our church. But how? How do we decide to do it? Is it, well, you know, we've always done it this way. We'll just do it the way we've always done it. That's tempting. You know, we, we've got a tradition. We'll just follow the tradition. We, or is there, is there a biblical way to think about it? Is there a biblical way to think about our responsibility as a church and what God calls us to? And, and I think there is. There, there's a biblical mandate that we have. Jesus said, you will be my witnesses. We have a biblical mandate, be witnesses of Jesus. Jesus told his disciples, I want you to go and make other disciples. I want you to disciple others by, by, showing, by going to them, by, by teaching them, baptizing them, helping them to follow the things I've told you. We have a biblical mandate as the Father sent me, Jesus said to his disciples, now I'm sending you. You're my hands and feet now. We have the commands that Jesus said, love God and love your neighbor. It all wraps up in that. So even though we're tempted to just do business as usual, you know, well, 
we just have these things, and you know, I've always been on the social committee, so we'll just do our social committee stuff, and we've always been trustees, so we'll mow the lawn, and we'll, we'll make sure that the lights aren't burned out, and you know, we'll, we'll do all these things that we're supposed to do, or will we stop and say, Lord, you have given us a mandate. In your word, you've told us what you want us to accomplish. Now, how does my life fit into your call to our church to do your work and how it fits is what Romans 12 is about how it fits is God has given us gifts so that we can use those gifts to fulfill his call on the church to accomplish the work that isn't just tradition and isn't just business as usual and, well, we've done it this way for 55 years, we can just keep doing it that way. His call to use our gifts for the work of his kingdom and to fulfill his mandate to the church. Are you using your gifts in fulfilling that mandate? That challenge is all of us's. It lands on our doorstep. And we really can't wait for the nominating committee to figure it out we really have to commit ourselves to doing that in his work right now. In this, uh, these verses here in Romans 12, he gives us some of the description of those gifts. I don't think it's a complete list. I don't think there is a complete list. I think he wants us to, to seek him and say, Lord, what have you given me that I want to, that you want me to use in your service? But he gives us some examples. He says, hey, we have different gifts. They all come by God's grace. And some of those gifts are speaking for God, prophesying. Some of those gifts are serving. Some of those gifts are in teaching. Some of those gifts are in encouraging. Some of those gifts are in, in giving, contributing to the needs of others. Probably he's thinking of financially at least. Some of those gifts are in leadership. Some of those gifts are in showing mercy. Are you doing what God wants you to do? Are you using your gifts? I, uh, when I preached about this back in, in January, I, uh, I said, you know, when we read these verses, if we aren't careful, we can get wrapped up in, in being all concerned about exactly what our gifts are, and, and it can kind of lock us up, and we can just sort of, you know, sort of just like, oh, I don't know what else to do, I'm paralyzed. 
And I don't think Paul wants us to be paralyzed. I don't think the Holy Spirit wants us paralyzed. I don't think Jesus wants us paralyzed. I think he wants us to serve him. So how about this? How about thinking right now about things that you know need to be done in the work of the kingdom around you and saying, Lord, I don't exactly know how you can use me, but I'm willing to try. Will you use me? We had a, a church fam, one of our church family members had surgery this last week, and um, the, this particular person was, was kind of, I don't know what the right word, maybe shy, maybe a less, not, not really wanting to, to let everybody know about this surgery, and I get that. I remember when I had my eye surgeries, I, I didn't necessarily want everybody to know about that. I, I, so some of us are just kind of private. That's just kind of the way we are. So I, I didn't make a big deal out of it. And one of our church families found out and, and brought uh, roses, flowers to their home. That was so cool. Nobody called them to say, we need to get some flowers over there. Go do that. That, that was just on their heart, and, and that's what they did. I, I don't even know how they found out. That, that we know the needs we, we discover, we see, maybe we see because God uniquely gives us a chance and we, we say, you know, I could do this. And we do it. And we say, Lord, please use it. That's our using our spiritual gifts. As I was discovering this situation, as this person told me about it, I, they, they also said, you know, people should have done more. Well, maybe so. Let's don't take that step. Let's don't look around and say, you know, other people should be doing this. Let's just say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then let's just do it. And it's okay if, if, if nobody else knows. Because the Lord knows. And, and we're doing it for him. So that he can be at work in our family, of our church family. Now, I, I, I don't tell that story to do any kind of criticizing or any kind of anything other than just say it's a very real situation. It's not made up. And it's the kind of thing that happens all the time. All the time. As we discover needs, as we understand, as we see opportunities, as, as things go on that God points us to, will we stop and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then will we go ahead and just do what we think the Lord wants us to do? It's okay. It's okay. Because... God has given in his body many different gifts. And if, if we will practice those, that giftedness, 
we will see him work throughout his body and we'll see him meet needs and care for people and do things that we could not orchestrate but that he does. So here's my challenge. Maybe there's something that you would like to participate in in helping our church and you haven't been asked. We're sorry about that. We probably should have asked you, but hey, we blow it sometimes. You know what? You can go ahead and participate anyway. You can go to a leader and say, hey, I would like to help with taking care of the church building. Go to those trustees and say, you know, I really feel like God has given me gifts and I want to use those gifts in helping our building to just be the best it can be. And I, I can promise you, the trustees will say, thank you. We'll be glad to include you next time we have a project going on. Or you can come next Sunday and you can look over that list of officers and teachers and you can see the social committee ladies and you can say, you know, I would have liked to have been asked to be on that, but instead of worrying about that, just go to one of those ladies and say, you know, next time you're going to do something in the kitchen, I'd like to help you. Will, you. will you call me and I'll come and help too? It'll be okay. It really will. You don't need a title. You don't have to have a position. You can use your gifts in the work that God has in our church. And it'll be okay. It really will. So I want you to leave our service today saying to the Lord, Lord, I really want to use my gifts. I think I know what some of them are. Maybe I know all of them. I, I think this is what you want me to do and I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to do it better. Or maybe you're, ready, you're going to leave here saying, Lord, I'm not sure how you want to use me, but I'm willing to be used. Help me see how you want to use me as our church works together next Sunday to start a new church year and calls out people in our church family to serve, to fulfill the mandate that Jesus has given us as his people to live for him. I hope that makes sense. How do we do it? We do it by asking God to use us any way he chooses so that his glory can shine in our church family. You also can call me and say, dude, I need to talk about this because I'm not sure what to do next. That would be a wonderful conversation we can have together. Let's pray. Thanks, Lord, that you have gifted your people in our church for your work. And Lord, we're, we'll admit that there are times when we don't know quite how to do it or what to do. And there are probably times when all of us have had opportunities and we've 
not done them because we were busy or afraid or selfish. And so, Lord, we just, we just admit and say that we need your help to serve you, to use our gifts for your glory. And we ask you to open our eyes and help us to see what you want to use us and how you want to work. And Lord, I pray that we'll open our eyes and see the needs around us and what you want to use, how you want to use us in those needs. Some of them might not even be in our church, and that's okay. And in the end, Lord, that our church would be witnesses for you, that we would make disciples, that we would live out loving you and loving one another and loving outsiders with all we got. And Lord, that you could use us like the Father sent you, you can send us into the world. Lord, if we can do those things, even just a little bit, it'll be worth it eternally. And we pray for that grace on our church at this time. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you would like to be notified of future messages from Temple Baptist Church, be sure to hit the subscribe button. If you would like to further connect with us, please visit tbcfargo.org. Until next time, we encourage you to join us where you are in loving God, sharing life, and serving Christ.